Is there a better way for us to deal with our food waste? That's what we're going to find out today on episode 56 of the Scottish Liberty Podcast with me, Anthony Samaroff. And of course, me, Tom Webb. We have a very special guest today, Justin Wynn. Justin, uh, thanks for joining us from your amazing organization, Win Solutions. Now, Win is not spelled in the traditional way, W-I-N, although I think you are winning with this idea that you have. It's <laughs> N-G-U-Y-E-N solutions.org. And Justin has devised an awesome solution to the problem of food waste, a lot of which goes to landfill and is just dumped. Hi there, guys. It's awesome to be with you. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I'm Justin, and I, I'm i the founder and director of Win Solutions, and we're a, a free market solution-oriented company that tries to find free market solutions to problems that are generally kind of set over for the state to figure out. What we're doing right now is we're running a, a crowdfunding campaign called Recycle Revolution. And what we want to do is make a revolution in recycling. It couldn't be more simple than that. And the way that we're doing that is we're using a special kind of fly called the Black Soldier Fly. And the there are several awesome and amazing things. This is part of your things. war on waste with the soldier flies. Yeah. So what we're doing is we're taking the soldier flies and what they do is they eat food waste. Everything that we eat, they'll eat after we're done eating it. So that means breads, cheeses, meats, they love fruits and vegetables. And uh, what they do is they eat that and then when they turn into pre-pupa, they're a great source of protein and fat for animals. So you can okay. take them and change them into, or convert them rather into animal food, whether it's shrimp, they're great for aquaculture, um, swine, poultry, chickens, all sorts of things you know there it's really a breakthrough in kind of waste management technologies you know if you can think about waste management in that way okay how does one access these how do you how, first of all how do you get a hold of these flies i mean how do you co-opt them into your business sure so black soldier flies are pretty common they originated in the south of um the united states and just through through international trade and travel They've spread all along the equator, and they're they're tropical uh, insects, and they just live where people throw garbage away. And uh, the way that we found them is there's different. The, a lot of people uh, have heard about black soldier flies. Well, not a lot, but there mm -hmm. are a, a small contingent of people who have uh, heard of black soldier flies, and they usually do. Uh, their own composting, their own waste, like in their home. Okay. So we're based in Bali, Indonesia, and I and there's one other small house farm up in the up in the countryside. And what we did was we kind of donated to their cause, and they gave us a couple kilos of the larva, and from there we uh, started the life cycle. Okay. Wow. So this sounds like actually it's something that people could consider doing themselves if they have a garden or a compost heap they could get some soldier fly larva and put their trash in a box with them and is, is this what people do do people do this yeah 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 there are i say a lot because i know quite a few people but in the grand scheme of things it's it's really relatively unknown right um and that's what people do 
they just essentially take a box, you put your larva in it, you put your yeah. food waste in it, and they can eat. If you have a, a pretty dense uh, container full of larva, they can they can manage between you know 50 and 80 pounds of food waste a day okay uh, and see if you have like an annoying relative or you know your boss keeps on um getting on at you like how long sorry i'm just kidding uh -huh. just keeps going <laughs> off on you, i'm sorry yeah uh, i'm just <laughs> kidding I, I, really don't, I don't need any environmental solutions to my interpersonal problems what i would like to know is so tell us a little bit about what the problem is with the way that people currently get rid of food waste like what is the what's the problem at the moment sure that you're solving sure right so you know we as libertarians and you know pseudo economists or amateur economists rather we know that waste is an economic calculation and what okay. that means is there's no there whoever's using that material doesn't find any remaining value right yeah, but right. what what we see is that this food waste and what i like to do is just call it food leftovers because waste has that implication of you can't use it again right um so what what we are doing is we're taking food leftovers and we're kind of breathing in new life to them and so what people do and i i think 99 percent of people in the world will understand this is you're finished with an apple and you've got the core and you throw it in the garbage mm. or you know in some western countries at least they separate out the plastic right but all that food gets thrown in the trash it gets picked up by your municipal waste management company mm -hmm. uh, it, it more or less gets thrown into the landfill uh in okay. some develop in some developing nations rather than send it to a landfill they burn it um, yeah, right. so and and those are the two main things that ha that happens with the the food waste uh and what we're trying to do is swoop in there and instead of sending it to a landfill is keep it and use it as our raw materials and that's how we're giving new purpose right. to it okay so, so you're taking two problems which is a pile of waste and um the i guess i'm not sure so what, what i mean what i guess what my my question would be what what would be the advantage in terms i mean i understand like food waste such a especially meat products uh i can really see the advantage because obviously meat products can't then be fed on to i guess could be fed to dogs or something like that but i mean apple cores and banana skins and stuff that's that's vegetation you, I guess you could really, if you made an effort, you could feed that directly to livestock. What's the advantage of your system? Are, the, are these uh, larvae even more high in protein than the original sort of food waste, if you know where I'm, I'm yeah. driving at? Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's exactly that. So what you would do, you can compost or do something like what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but that isn't you can't sell that right you couldn't just take yeah. a, a hunk of garbage and sell it to somebody and and give value to that but the okay. specific thing that the larva does is so they'll eat it they'll grow we'll collect them and then we inactivate dehydrate and wash them grind them into powder right. and then what you do is depending on so they are they're a high protein uh on average they're about 42 percent protein depending on okay. what the what the 
food-based they eat, if it's a rich, rich in protein, they could be a little bit higher. If it's a, a protein poor, it could be a little bit lower. And, okay. and what you do is you mix that with wheat or corn, depending on what animal you're feeding it to, and, okay. you, and you make it into pellets. So if you go to the, the fish food store or you go to right. uh, Petco or something and you buy animal food, it's in, it's in pellets, right? And yeah, that, has, that has a nutrient profile of protein, fat, calcium, all these other things. So what we're doing is we're using the soldier flies as a protein base and uh, building our own animal, animal food. Right now we right. have a partnership agreement with uh, a media, uh, moderately big shrimp farm. And they okay. said that, that they would work with us to help us develop the food. Uh, because every, yeah, every farm is a little bit different. So uh, depending on what their target market is, so they might want uh, shrimp food that's a little bit higher in protein or a little bit lower. Okay. And based on what they need, like we can, we're able to cater to that. And that's really what we're, the, the key scientific technical aspect is taking that food waste and turning it into usable proteins. Okay. And are these proteins, uh, is this... Could conceivably, uh, could it be fit for human consumption? I mean, could it be added to to, to human food to, to to add protein to? Yeah, a hundred percent. Actually, that really? is not that's not the direction that we're going because yeah. we see that uh, insect food. Actually, you know, we live in Indonesia, and in some parts of Java, eating crickets and grasshoppers. Yeah. Uh, that's very regular. That wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't be frowned upon like it would be in the West. Um, yeah. And they'll eat larvae so long as you fry it and it's mm -hmm. crunchy, it's good to go. Um, so conceivably, yes, 100%. Because the mm -hmm. an, another unique thing about the black soldier flies is they're antisocial. And that means <laughs> well, you, you, prob <laughs> <laughs> you've probably never seen one because they're, they don't like light and they don't like interaction with other insects, other animals, or people. Right, and, so um, they're not a pest. In terms right, of, they're, they're not like house flies. They're not. They're not something that's going to get in your face and annoy you. Exactly, and the benefit right. of that is that they are not vectors of disease. Meaning they don't. They don't uh, carry diseases around. They don't even leave um, right. their their colony. So they. So they're sanitary, and that's one of the. There are so many big things, right? But this is one of yeah. the pillars of why they're usable, because right. they're antisocial and they're sanitary. That's because the regular housefly actually has some of the same benefits in terms mm. of the in terms of the protein content, right. uh, but they're so disease ridden and it's so of hard course. to manage them that it's not practical. And there's no research that really shows it at, at kind of having any future. But the black yeah. soldier fly is sanitary, and in some parts, like there's a study that a uh, French university did in Ghana, and people in Ghana will eat it the you know they'll right. they'll grow it they'll fry it up and they'll eat it with rice or or you okay. know whatever their staple is so are they are they actually per se a fly in the same way that house fly are they more like a flying ant than, no than a... they are um they're in the insect category of the the same as the house fly okay but they look they look like a small wasp Right. And uh, if you go to Nguyen Solutions, we have pictures of that. 
uh, of what they look like. Uh, or if you go onto our Facebook, we have some pictures so people can get an idea. Um, okay. But their characteristics, they're weak flyers, so they're not buzzing around. And even, mm -hmm. you know, we have, a, we have a small thing that we use for, we have like a local uh, uh, vegetable market that has some waste and we feed it to our flies at, um, right by okay. my house. And um, they're, they're very weak flyers. Like you can, if they fly out of their, out of their cage, um, you can just pick them up they won't fly away from you and they don't have, they drink water, but they don't have functioning mouth parts as adults. Um, okay. So they can't eat or anything. They live to procreate and die is, is basically what their adult function is. Right. right. So what, what's the conversion rate on this? I mean, like in terms of from the raw product that you have until you get it into a commercially viable product, I mean, is, is there profit to be made on this? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. You know, obviously, your raw materials are free, which give you an uh, advantage over a lot of businesses because I'm sure lots of people would be only too happy to donate their food waste to you. But is it profitable? Is it scalable? Yeah, that's what, that's what I took some time to figure out. You know, is it able to come from, you know, home compost style uh, setup? can you scale it up? Can you do it? And what I found is yes. And that's why we're crowdfunding is because we believe that you can do it. The, the evidence is there. And okay. the, the way that you do that is, is you just, I mean, you need a, a decent sized facility because you sell that you sell the larva um, by ton. So you need yeah, a okay. lot, you need a lot, uh, but in terms of the food waste that's produced globally, you, you, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not, or it is doable, right? So, yeah. so the the thing that that we'll do is we'll take it in, we'll take about a um, hundred square meters, and we'll we'll divide it into square meter or cubic meter cat uh, uh, rows and columns. Right. And then we'll we'll double stack it to maximize the space, and the conversion rate on that. If you take the the food waste, you have to account for like all the food waste. So if you have like a thousand kilos of food waste, about eighty percent of that is water on average. Some might be a yeah. little bit less. Some might be a little bit more. So from that from that thousand uh, kilos, you get about uh, oh my gosh the math. Uh, you get about 200 kilos of food waste in terms of, of solid food that the flies can eat. Yeah. From, that two, from that 200, you can get the academic trials have shown between 15% uh, and 35%, the most in between 20 and 25% range. So from that, uh, 200, from that 200 kilos of solid food, you can get about 40 kilos, 50 kilos of uh, usable protein that you can sell. Right. right? So you do need a lot. You do need a lot, but because, they can, because they're flies and they can live in dense areas, you don't need as much space. And because you get the food waste for free and because they don't require any investment in breakthrough technology and they don't require any electricity, it's actually very, very cheap. All you have mm. to do is pay for your land and pay for pickup. And okay. 
and it, it's basically like a, a you know a mindless work once you get the system going you add it in you mix it up you make sure that everything's okay uh so it's not you don't need uh very much like skilled labor uh yeah. you don't need any uh i mean you'll you, you've got to keep the lights on but you don't need any you know real equipment um in terms of you know like a a, a biodiesel refinery or or yeah. any kind of heavy capital pretty capital light you know mm -hmm. you need like a scale you need a grinder you need some of these basic things but these can be bought pretty cheaply okay you said you had a couple of other byproducts as well like um do you you can use their feces for something is that is that correct yeah so when they when they when the food passes through their gut uh, which is the nice way that we say for feces yeah. um it just looks like soil and that other so if you remember i just said that the about 20 25 percent turns into protein so that becomes yeah. the larva that other 75 percent turns into feces right yeah and what we can do with that that becomes a very nitrogen rich uh soil amendment and a soil amendment is basically a manure that you add to to nutrient deficient soil mm -hmm. and you cannot uh you cannot sell that for a lot of money but because we're talking about en masse yeah you, you can sell a lot of it and because okay. we're based in indonesia the farmers here are always struggling with nutrient deficient soil okay. and so uh uh, we have we have a consultant who's a horticulturalist, and he said that the the amount that we could produce would be really if if we can if we can build this facility and we can you know we can scale it up, it can really revolutionize the way that uh, the way that farmers are able to produce their crops because it's very nitrogen rich and the soil in Southeast Asia and these you know the island areas the, the Pacific very nitrogen deficient. And yeah. you can you can only sell that for uh, about about five cents or seven cents a kilo, mm -hmm. but when you're selling a lot of it, it's starting to make a difference. And that is kind of you know if we're focused on the protein, I want to sell this to farmers, and even if it's cheaper, uh, then you know we'll sell it at like the fair market value. But even if we don't make that much money from it, um, it's kind of part of the giving back to the community. Sure. Okay. Uh, so that we can help enrich, you know, because like, you know, we're, we're libertarians, right? And, mm -hmm. and so this is like the way that we want to tackle free market, uh, environmental problems. We want it sure. the food waste, you know, you, you do something with food waste, you, you know, you're kind of, you know, it, it ranges in that conservation kind of, um, philosophy where, you know, you're not just throwing food in the ground you're reducing the amount of greenhouse gases because rotten food releases methane gas into the environment. And meth methane gas is, uh, it's about 20 times uh, more harmful to the ozone than carbon gas, but it's a lot less, uh, there's a lot less concentration of it. Um, okay. But at any rate, you're reducing, you're reducing the methane gas and we're, then we're able to take the soil amendment and sell it to farmers and really enrich their soil right so okay. so we're taking on this environmental problem but also in a way we're we're taking on charity in terms of and and i mean like we'll be making money from it we won't be making a lot but we're able right. to be charitable 
you know, because I think a lot of times what people say is, well, you know, you, you've got to have the government to take care of people. You've got to have the, you know, the agricultural uh, administration going in there mm -hmm. and telling all these people what they need and taking money from somebody else and investing it in this resource yeah. and paying that guy to make this thing. But we're just making it just a byproduct. So a byproduct that we have that we can even make a little bit of money from can be wildly successful and wildly popular and yeah, a huge benefit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, I mean, the, the wonderful thing about this for me, I mean, I love things like this because one of the things we're good at as libertarians is pointing out a lot of the flaws in the environmentalist arguments uh, that come from, let's say, out of the Green Party. What we're not so good at normally on the, in, on the libertarian uh, sort of side of things is providing good, viable market solutions. So, I mean, I, I, I love things like this, um, but not to put a fly in the ointment, so to speak, but... Uh, <laughs> A soldier flying out. If I mean you're relying to a certain degree on people donating or, or giving, um, you know their food waste, which I'm sure many people will do. But if you had to, I mean, how, how would it affect the economics of it if you had to, let's say, pay for food Fire. waste in order to incentivize more people to, to to give their food waste to projects like this? Would that would that make it less viable? Um, it, yeah, that would affect yeah. it. Okay. Uh, we don't foresee running into that problem because okay. uh, we have um, two uh, memorandums of understanding with a pretty big hotel chain here uh, right. that will give us, we're very good family friends. And uh, they said they'll, if we, if we pick it up, yeah, they'll, they'll give it to us. Uh, Absolutely. Because it, it benefits them. Yeah. You can save businesses money by picking up their food waste instead of yeah. them having to pay yeah. for a pickup. Right, because they, my my dream, if we can start with hotels and restaurants, what I would like to do to incentivize people is I would like to have, I don't know how they do it where you guys are, but in America, everybody's got the blue recycling bin mm -hmm. that people yeah. pick up once a week and you have your plastics recycled. Sure. What What my dream for this project is to have our own bins for food waste in everybody's house but i do want to pay people for it i think that would be mm. so amazing if mm. you could pay people for their waste and yeah. that's mm. that's way down the line like yeah that's not, that's more i don't yeah. yeah but i would like to and it wouldn't be a lot of money you know it'd just be a penny a kilo or five cents a kilo something like that but if you can encourage people and then yes. you are incentivizing people to go green mm. on their own, you're not restricting yes. and you're not yeah. regulating. Yeah. Now I have one more question and then we've got a couple of questions for from our live audience. So it's one thing doing this on in Indonesia, a country with um a low per capita income, would this idea fly? In a Western country worse, like man. America it's or Canada or indeed here in the UK, uh, I think you need a strong foundation and you need to have built a reputable brand to get into the markets there. Uh, so, so a uh, thing that we haven't talked about is the competition and all of the all of the animal food, um, a huge portion of the animal food is the protein is based in fish meal 
which is one of the reasons why the cost, uh, for example, for chickens, 70% of the cost of chickens is involved in feeding them. And fish meal is so expensive and it's volatile because a lot of it comes, most of it comes from South America and they're subject to their El Nino storm. And so you'll see, if you look at some charts, you'll see that the, the price fluctuates. But right. the industry is so strong and it's actually got a lot of uh, lobbying going on and you can't actually sell insect meal in American markets that will end up for human consumption. So you couldn't right. sell, yeah. so we That's couldn't sell it. In the way. Yeah, the market entry is so heavy. So what you need, I mean, there are, there's one company in America that has been working on this for a few years and they've had millions of dollars of investment and gone nowhere because it's just, you have to go through the FDA, you have to go through yeah. the agricultural so department. So it's better to do it in other countries for the time being. Yeah. Before, and once, yeah. once you have the capital to invest and you have the the capital to market it and make cool yeah. videos and do things yeah. then that's that yeah you can actually demonstrate the benefits exactly yeah exactly and if you can get some of these videos there's so many enthusiastic environmentalists in the world right now that would be all over mm -hmm. this i guess it's about creating a buzz <laughs> yeah sorry, I, we're gonna do all the flying <laughs> jokes i'm sorry so blazing <laughs> stars asks would the flies live in the british climate because obviously it's quite cold over here uh they can't it would have to be indoors Okay, uh, okay. They would they would be able to flourish during the summer months. Their their peak temperature is about is between twenty five and thirty five C. But if you put them indoors and you you can cultivate it carefully, and it can be done because there are some farms, uh, small operations like home style operations, um, right. in America right now that are in more uh, that are that go through winter, and the flyers are able to live through the winter. So really? it can be done. It can be done. There are But what's through optimal. the window indoors though, sorry. Yeah, yeah, through the yeah. Wind, yeah. No, okay. no, no, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, so so they, they live through the winter they can live through the winter bit, but indoors. They couldn't live through a winter outside. Right, right. I've seen one Well, well that's good because that, that would mean that would solve any sort of uh, fears people would have about ecological contamination in terms of the flies getting out into our environment and causing some havoc that we don't know about yet they couldn't actually live in a, in a they couldn't survive a western winter without human right. intervention yeah, right a hundred percent cool another question from our audience dots hot says how do you stop carrying flies from getting in and contaminating it how do we stop what Carrying flies, you know, like give, you know, normal flies getting into the process, getting into the food and contaminating the food. Okay, so the science on this is so amazing. Okay, it's weird, but Very I love good. black soldier flies, right? So, so, so they can. The only time that black soldier flies are very sensitive to competition is right when they hatch. They cannot outcompete for the first uh, one to two days of their life, so you have to be careful. Right. But once once they get beyond that. All other uh, ant competition, um, other fly competition, will uh, they'll die off because they can't out eat the black soldier fly. And right. then when they get bigger, what the black soldier fly does is that it, it emits uh, a pheromone 
and to warn other species that if they come in, that they'll die. They're not aggressive and they can't bite. They won't fight, but they will eat all the resources and leave nothing else for the for house flies or ants or other things. Okay, sounds like socialist. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so they, they're the they're the they're the government of flies. <laughs> okay. okay, right. You're doing fantastic work, Justin. So please tell everyone where they can go and support you. Uh, and I'm sure at this stage, no donation will be overlooked. So if you've got some spare cash lying around, please. Or some spare uh, food waste. Right. <laughs> Stick please it in an envelope. Oh, throw okay. it in, in Justin's direction because this is a really good way to do something good in the world and also show that um, there's better ways of doing things than the way that the government does it. And tell tell people where they can go and donate some money to your fundraiser and what they will get. Yeah, so you can go to our website and that's called wansolutions.org. Uh, it's N-G-U-Y-E-N solutions.org. And you can click on our link. It says donate to our Indiegogo fund. Uh, and on our website, you'll find a video, you'll find articles, we've got press and all this more information, specific details about black soldier flies. Uh, when you go to our Indiegogo page, uh, you'll be able to see, you know, the, the whole outline, the whole roadmap of, of what we want to do. And uh, if you have any more questions, you can always email me. Uh, my, web, or my email address is on the website, and I try and get, you know, a, a pretty speedy response. I really like the engagement and uh, hearing what other people have to say. Um, yeah. And yeah, you know, every every dollar counts. Uh, we live in Indonesia, so you know, we can do a lot with less. You know, yeah. we can we can start this whole thing. Our target was you know fifty thousand dollars to start it out, and like in a big big way. You know, it's go big or go home. But actually, what we can do is what will we right now? I think we've got about thirty six hundred dollars. And that will last us quite a while. We'll do it smaller, uh, but we'll be able to buy all the supplies, all the things that we need, and grow our operation, uh, test the food, and yeah. So so every dollar counts, and you know we've got some perks on there. It's got some you know anarcho-capitalist propaganda or you know libertarian manifestos and it. stuff like you that. Love it. Yeah, so yeah. every dollar counts and you know and I'll send out emails and I will be very thankful. Yeah. And I know that you. you know the libertarian movement down the line will be thankful too as we start to take on the market. You know, we've got great intellectual foundation going forward, you know, we've got to take up the mantle to to you know practice what we preach and give form and shape to what our ideas are. That's right. Now, I just, just a second. Isn't I heard that somebody said some there was some sort of freebie involved with getting to your website. So, don't you have some sort of free ebook or something to download? Right. <laughs> yes. If you donate, if you donate, I will send you Anthony's free ebook. It's a great perk. Wow! It's awesome. It's so fantastic. I read it. It's a great way to break it down. He's spot on. Yeah. And so, incredible. so so give us I'm give thinking, us a little bit of money. About, we'll back yeah. you guys up. Well, I'm thinking I'll have to I'll sign up for that myself actually. The Vita Z book again, it's it's wonderful. Right. Um, I'd send uh, twenty-five bucks Justin's way, so please um 
match me uh, if you can, if you can afford it. It's, it's a great cause. It's hard to think of something much better that you could send your money to, to go a good way. So. Yeah, Justin, look, 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 think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic. Uh, wish you every success with it and we'd like to keep a tab on it. So it would be, it'd be great if we could have you on again in the future to give us an update and let us know exactly what's happening, if that's cool with you. Absolutely, absolutely. It's been a pleasure to be on with you guys. Thank you so much. Speak to you again soon. Yeah, talk Bye -bye. soon. Thanks.